Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we have my guy, William, my guy, Hefty Duck, and we got special guest tonight. We have good friend of mine, Jason Newland, who is also a writer for the Hockey News, covering all things related to the Blue Jackets. Yeah. And on today's show, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got Jason here on the show to talk about some big news involving the Blue Jackets. And that big news is the Blue Jackets are getting an outdoor hockey game at the shoe in March of 2025. Big exciting news. Jason is going to tell us about that and what he knows and what he can Huge. say. And we got uh, we got some Gavin Brindley news and a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about involving the Blue Jackets. So let's get started and welcome to the show, everyone. Hell yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the intro, Kev. Uh, always appreciate it. Welcome in all of our viewers out there and all of our listeners who are listening to this after the fact. Appreciate y'all. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and do those things. Um, so let's just jump right into it. So, so Jason, uh, give me the give me the skinny on this. All right. So for years, Blue Jackets fans have been pining for one little crumb of an outdoor game. It doesn't have to be a winter classic. It doesn't have to be, you know, that big of a deal. But just one stadium series game. And so um, it sounds like they're finally getting that. Um, so when uh, when is this? Uh, do you know when it's supposed to be at, or like who the possible opponent might be? Uh, yeah. First of all, thanks thanks for having me, boys. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So from everything I've told, it's supposed to be on or around March first of next year, twenty twenty five. Obviously, things can change. You know, depending on um, you know whatever. We still got a long way away, right? Still got over a year. Um, and so. It's it's interesting, you know, because they they obviously we all know about the issues with Ohio Stadium. I mean, it is a hundred year old stadium. Uh, if you've never been there, if you go to the bathroom, you're still going to the bathroom in a trough. Um, so it, I mean, it's like you know when you go when you walk around in the lower the lower bowl or the A deck or whatever double A deck whatever it's called. I mean, it's like it's like going back in a time machine. It really is. Um, so it, you know those. Those um, those issues were understandable. They were they were legitimate concern. Um, so much that a couple of weeks ago, I think it was in mid January, maybe um, they actually did have they had they had a bunch of events inside the stadium, like uh, you know the press box and all that. Because if you've never been there, I mean it's 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 immaculate over there now, man. They have yeah, you know meetings and and uh, you know companies go in there and rent stuff out and have parties and all this stuff. So they had turned the water on, and uh, lo and behold. You know, they had sewage back up and pipes burst and, and freeze and everything else. So um not sure where that's going. I, I don't I, I can't imagine. So the plumbing it. really did suck. No, no, it really did. Yeah, it was a legit concern. Now, now, obviously, when people hear it, they think, oh, OK. But, you know, I mean, it was a it, it's a legit concern so much to the so much to the point where it actually happened. The worst case, I guess, not the worst case, but a case of <laughs> that stuff happened. Um, so that was legit. Um, I would imagine, I mean, they still have to fix everything and then still have to, um, prepare the stadium for, uh, that kind of, um, event, but, um, it's happening. I mean, they, they, you know, they can get it done in a year. That's not gonna, it shouldn't be an issue, especially in the summer when they have all that downtime 
you know, they don't, we're coming up. I mean, there's no, as soon as the weather breaks, I would imagine they start, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, on or around March 1st, uh, next year. And, um, from what I've been told, it's the Detroit Red Wings. So yeah, I, again, I lot, yeah, again, a lot can change, but that's the preliminary, uh, info that, that I was given was, was that. No, oh. and and I just think that it's just so great, and I'm just so excited for this. Hefty Duck is is right because if you're a Blue Jackets fan, you at some point in time you're like you've probably said something along the lines of, "Man, it'd be so cool if the Blue Jackets got an outdoor game." And like he's like he said, Hefty, we're not even asking for like a winter classic, just like a winter classic or something, just like one time where the Blue Jackets get it. And that's and that that could be it. You know, they could, you know, not give one for the rest of time for the Blue Jackets. We'd be like, you know, that one time was really cool and everything. And I'm just so excited and happy that it's finally getting done. And the one thing that really upset me about this is that the, the whole plumbing thing proven to be an actual thing. But the way it came off is they were just using it as an excuse. And that really upset me. Just like, oh, we can't do a plummy, plummy, plummy. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, fine, but are we going to do something about it? Because I'm looking to the Ohio State's Big Ten competition, like Minnesota and Michigan and Notre Dame, and they got stadiums. Two of the three are basically like the shoe old as fuck and still found a way to get it done. So I'm that was my big thing. It's just like I'm just sick and tired about hearing about this this plumbing stuff. In my opinion, it was coming off as an excuse, and I just didn't want to hear about it anymore. Find a way to get it done, and I'm glad that it's gonna happen. It, this is just it's, it's just gonna be great. This is gonna be one of those things that I'm gonna find a way to get there. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to get in the car and drive seven hours from my house in Illinois to Columbus. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to find a way to get it done. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, it was, you know, I've always said the same thing, right. Uh, Especially when they really started ramping up these outdoor games. uh, Was it 10 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that. So maybe even longer now. Uh, And then last year I went to two different outdoor. I went to the OSU Michigan outdoor game up in Cleveland. I went to the monsters uh, baby penguins game up there as well. Um, separate two weekends apart you know they had tons of games on there and i i doubt they'll do that with with i don't don't know if they honestly i don't know if they do that with an outdoor game in the nhl i don't know if they have multiple games but they should have at least the women's i mean they win they win the national championship like how many times now like yeah and i looked at the schedule i mean this this season the osu men's hockey team their last regular season games are right around february late february early march so if if depending on when it fall, I mean, they could, it would be awesome. And I think I, I mentioned it in my, my piece there, it would be awesome to have, you know, Ohio state, Michigan, and then Columbus, Detroit. And then unfortunately, uh, you know, Michigan doesn't have a women's hockey team. Uh, yeah. That's not, well, they have a club team, but it's not an actual, yeah. uh, you know, big time program, which is shocking by the way. Um, but, yeah. you know, bring in a St. Cloud or a Minnesota or, and just make a, you know, make a whole, make a whole weekend mm-hmm. of it, you know, yeah, so and, it would and, be but I, I don't know. I just think it's, I just think it's awesome. And, and, you know, from other stuff that I've been told, you know, it's been in, I know the, 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 the whole, you know, the whole plumbing thing came out after, you know, the boys went to New York. I think they went to New York NHL office and that's when was it Sean Corrali and Jack Roslevic were told yep. about it. So 
it's been a long time now. I mean, it's <laughs> not. I I will I will say I will give OSU a little bit of credit. I mean, it's not obviously they're you know they make a they make a ton of money, right? They're, I think they're the biggest athletic department in the country. They make they gross more uh, money, but you know. It is a big undertaking, though. Um, I was actually talking to somebody last night, and even the scoreboard has to be completely redone. They have to oh. have they have to have timekeepers. You know, you know, NHL they have timekeepers in between in between the penalty boxes, right? Um, yeah. They they you can't have a wireless scoreboard, um, so everything has to be wired, and it's a pretty. I mean, it's a it's a it's a massive undertaking um, to say the least, and and when you have. Uh, I don't want to say aging infrastructure because I don't I don't I don't want to speak on Ohio Stadium and the the you know the electric situation and all that fun stuff, um, but it, it's I mean it's it's a lot different than going up to Michigan. You know that state that that stadium was basically built underground, and so I, I would imagine that you know all the the pipes and stuff like that are kind of you know pretty insulated going you know through the the ground and stuff like that. So um, and if you've ever been to Ohio State, I mean it's just literally everything is out there. Everything is out there. You walk up the steps you see sewage pipes, you walk, you know, up the, uh, take the elevator. And what do you got when you hop out? You got like water pipes and stuff everywhere. I mean, it's, 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 it's legit. I, it's legit. And I feel your, I feel your frustration, Kevin, for sure. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's just, um, I'm just so excited that this is happening. Just no more excuses. It's getting done. And another big, and this, this one, it may not matter to other people, but this one really, what I'm about to say really does matter to me is that, I'm just so excited that that the Ohio State is treating the Blue Jackets much better because, unfortunately, historically speaking, they have been they haven't been the greatest, and it's just been awful. And I've absolutely hated that because I I'm a big Ohio State guy. I love Ohio State, and you know I've always like, why can't you just treat the Blue Jackets better? So with this, so with this shoe, with this thing, with the shoe is obviously a big step in the right direction. And I'm so fucking proud of them. I, I really am. Thank you, Ohio state. Thank you. Blue jackets. Thank you. Ted Carter. Just everyone. Thank you. I'm just so much happy that in more recent years that the Ohio state has been much better towards the blue jackets. And this outdoor game is a big step and, and I, in the right and direction. I, and, and I and love I, it. And I and love I will, it. I will take up for Ohio State just a little bit um, because when you, when you and I understand you're you know you're uh, you're a couple hours away in in the city it's not like it seems like on social media right so I, I've I've personally seen uh, uh, you know Buckeye players at Buckeye football players you know basketball players soccer players all around Blue Jacket games um, they actually had a bunch of the recruits at a game uh, earlier this year. Well, yeah, yeah, well, it was, it was a couple. I think it was maybe may been the last home game we had, which seems like an eternity, by the way. Um, yeah. uh, there was like five, there was like five or six of them there, um, and they and they constantly have the 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 OSU women's hockey mm-hmm. team there, the the men's team. So there is, I think, I don't think it's as bad as everyone thinks it is, just based on social media, um, because it's 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 definitely they they live here, right, and they always want to find stuff to do, um, and, and a lot of a lot of kids come here from all over the country that don't have hockey or they do come from cities that have hockey. Um, I mean, I know there was a, there was a, a football kid from LA that loved the Anaheim ducks. He loved the ducks because 
of the Ducks, you know, like, I mean, yeah. who, I mean honestly, my, my brother was a, a Ducks fan forever just because he loved the freaking duck on the, on the Jersey. You know what I mean? So I, I, yeah. I don't think it's as bad as the perception is led to believe, but that, but, but that's, that's me. I mean, I, I could be completely off base, but um, it's definitely a step in the right direction. I, I think um, the new athletic director coming in, um, I know Gene Smith did a, a, he's done a great job over the years not necessarily with that relationship that you that, that you mentioned, you know, with with the Blue Jacks and everything, but I think um, I, I think in the last year or so, year and a half, um, especially when these talks have started to, to ramp up between the Blue Jackets and, and Ohio State, um, I, I think he's got to the point where he knows that he had, you know, they had no choice. You know what I mean? That they yeah. had to had to work with him. And and you know and you know Ohio State, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the shot and Nationwide. I mean, they partner together with events. Uh, they work together and, and co-schedule events and stuff like that. So um, it's it's been it's been in the works for a while, I would say. But it's it's definitely a relationship that I think if they leveraged each one, each team or each organization leveraged, it could be it could be huge. I mean, you have the the biggest university essentially in in the country, um, especially with the athletic department. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're working with a yeah. professional team. I mean, there the kid there was a, a football player down in Miami for the Hurricanes who his, you know, when NIL first came out a couple years ago, his first NIL deal was with the Florida Panthers. <laughs> so it's, uh, I mean, and they're, they're what, 50 miles apart. Like they're not even close to one another, Sunrise yeah. and Miami. So um, I, I think if they both leveraged it, it could, it could turn into something fairly well. And if they, and if this outdoor game goes off without a hitch, only thing I'm worried about is the weather, of course. Um, but yeah. if it, it happens to go off oh, without wow. a hitch and they pack, they pack 102,000 people in there uh, or even cap it, cap it at 100,000, whatever. Um, if it goes off without a hitch, I mean, I think it, it could be it could be huge for the uh, the jackets in them, you know, in the future with the NHL. And I mean, I even mentioned it. I, I said, you know, it 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 can all even even if team that's surrounded by dysfunction like the Blue Jackets are right now, why not put that dysfunction in front of a camera? You know what I mean? Who cares? Like I I, I see people all the time that says we don't deserve it. Well, nobody deserves every team should be able to play in one of these you know mm-hmm. what i mean um but yeah. why not put a team surrounded by dysfunction in front of a camera and i mean people tune in and watch that's not it's not, <laughs> it's not a problem i want to yeah. make one i want i do want to make one clarification so some people understand this is that from my perception at least and some uh, some other people share this as well it's for me personally it's more of a pr thing and about and about how you go how you go about things and i i really do want it ohio state i fucking love you and you've been so much better in more recent years so credit to you i fucking love it you you really have but i want to say really about maybe about the first at least 14 15 years in from my own personal experience of what i've seen from the uh blue jackets existence the blue from what i've seen the blue jackets would go out of their way every time to support ohio state and for the most part ohio state wouldn't really do anything and if anything they would just do like little dumb mistakes that just kind of just got in their way and just it's just not good and they just wouldn't they wouldn't really necessarily support the blue jackets or just little things like when the news comes out that the blue jackets are having the all star game Ohio State wins the national champ. Two years later, Ohio State wins the national championship, and they and they schedule it the same weekend as it. And then the 
And then it's just like, come on now. And then just little things like how there's been many Ohio State nights at the Blue Jackets, no Blue Jackets night yet, but I'm hopeful. And just little stuff like that. It's just little PR things that it's just where it just doesn't look good. Now, in more recent years, the Blue Jackets in Ohio State have been awesome because you see them work together on stuff. And like you said, Jason, there's been many times where Ohio State hockey's been there, men's or women's, and there has been Ohio State football players there and the recruits and all that stuff. So it's there and it's just awesome. And I just love it. Just from the beginning, it just wasn't the greatest, but they're getting better at it. And I love and, and I and I love it. And I want it to continue. And this hockey game is a first big step and really just making it even better. I just want it to a point where it just goes boom. And they're just going like the, or it's just awesome. And maybe they do get to the point to where they're doing NIL deals with players at Ohio State, like what the Panthers did with the Miami Hurricanes. It's just, I'm just um, excited about this. Um, my question is when did you first hear about when this, what's going to be a thing uh i honestly i, I probably shouldn't divulge when but um, fair I, enough I, fair I, enough then don't i then heard don't, it don't no, no do you're it. fine I, I i you know but it it sounds like um the first okay so it, it's been a while uh i mean it's it, obviously last year i think it was early last year when the um when they the boys went to new york and then Batman said something about the pipes i think that's probably when everything kind of kind of kicked off league wise and, and team wise. But um, I, I have, I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but it just seems like when that happened, that the momentum, I think that's when the momentum started. Yeah. yeah. My, per, my personal opinion on this. I just, I just think you, all those things make sense. But I think another thing is that as soon as Ted Carter got in there, the new president that likes hockey, and then like a month or two after he gets in there, the news comes out that, oh, they're looking at the shoe for everything. It it may it may be right. It may be wrong. You have totally nothing to do with it. But it just seems like a coincidence that as soon as you get a guy in there that likes hockey, that all of a sudden news comes out. Hey, yeah, they're looking at the shoe. And it just and then all this stuff comes out and what your your article says and what you report. It just seems like perfect, like a moment that just everything just comes together and it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just I think, great to see. I do. I yeah. do think it's, I do think that part's coincidence, but uh, it definitely looks good. <laughs> it sounds good when you say it, yeah. um, you know, especially, I mean, I, I, I personally, you know, I personally was a Gene Smith apologist for a long time. Uh, he did a lot of good things for the university. I mean, he, I mean, just sports wise anyway, but uh, yeah, I'm it's, 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 it's exciting. I, I gotta say. Yeah. So, I don't mean to steer uh, steer the conversation away from this, but you have limited time with us, Jason. Uh, no, I can, I can, I can go. You're good. Okay. Cool. Well, I want to ask this: You were with Sarah and a whole bunch of other people watching Ohio State hockey play Michigan, and you saw Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Prinley play. So, just that whole experience. What was it like? And from your perception, what did you see of Gavin Brindley? Gavin Brindley, he, um, I don't think he did, honestly, I don't think he did much um, during that game. It was kind of a game where Ohio State had no chance. Ohio State's not really good this year. They're just, no. it's that whole college cyclical, you know, thing where you're really good and then all those guys rotate out and then you're really young and then you stink for a while. 
Um, that, that's what happened to Wisconsin the last couple of years. Of course, the Kulamans was up there. He was the best player on the team. Yeah. He, you know, and they stunk. And now this year they're second in the Big Ten. Um, you know, so not, not too good for him to spend a couple of years up there when they stink and then go pro. But that's probably the reason he went pro is because they stunk, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> he's um, – I okay, so on the ice, he's really, really fast uh, in person. I mean, he, this is the first time I've seen him in person. I don't remember seeing him last year, um, but, of course, I didn't really – I mean, we just drafted him, so I wasn't really paying attention to him because uh, I didn't know him. But he's really, really fast. Uh, he, he honestly 100% reminds me of Nathan Gerby, and I know everybody everybody says that. Um, after the game, I saw him after the game uh, walking through the concourse at the shot. Um, they have him listed at 5'9". I, I don't – I don't see it. <laughs> I'm I'm five seven, and I swear to God, we were looking eye to eye uh, when we walked <laughs> by one another. So, uh, but no, he's uh, he's 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 fast. Uh, he's not afraid to. I mean, one minute he's got the puck, you know, on the left, you know, to the left of the goalie, and next thing you know, he's like to the right point, and like, I'm like, how did he get over there? You know what I mean? So he looked really good. Um, like I said, he didn't do much. I don't, man. I'm trying to think of what the final score was five, one, maybe, or five, two, but, uh, it was, um, he looked okay, but I, I didn't, he so much to the, he looked okay to the point where I didn't really notice him because they were just, they were kicking the snot out of Ohio state. <laughs> well, there's some other quality players on, on Michigan too. I mean, isn't there like someone else's little brother is on that team yet too. Something yeah. Like what's it? What's it? Well, there's, there's a big, there's a big brother. Uh, yeah. Crap, what's well, his name? Adam Fantilli. 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 Oh, well, Fantilli. Luca Fantilli. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's um, you know. There's a Hughes brother too. Is it wait, is I'm trying to, I know there's a Hughes on that team, but I there's don't know. Is, is, is he a Hughes brother? Do they have four? I don't know. I, don't, I, think, I think there's a four. Yeah, I know there is. I'm trying to remember what his name is. Yeah, I don't remember his name. But like they have other, you know. There's been plenty of fantastic players to come out of Michigan, and they have no shortage. This year, as Luke, well. it's just, uh, that that's his but um, no, but I see Gavin Brindley because you see the highlights of Gavin Brindley, and he he just excites me so much because he he's a guy from what you read the stuff about him, like a guy that should have gone first round but didn't because the draft was so top deep from top to bottom. So he went later on in the the draft, and it looks like the Blue Jackets got a good one. And he's fast and. I've played many clips on the show of him just scoring, setting up passes to set up a goal and just scoring some of the goals. And just some of the goals he scores are just like, wow, how did he do that? Which is a great shot and everything. And it's just, just kind of excites me. It's like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Ohio state guy and everything. And I don't like, <laughs> I don't like Michigan, but damn, they're good at producing hockey players and that's benefit the blue jackets. And I'm like, all right, another one. I'm, you know, Zach Wierenski, Jack Johnson, Kent Johnson, Nick Blankenberg, Adam Fantilli, now Gavin Brindley. And I'm like, all right, this excites me. Another one. Just just keep sending them our way, Michigan. Just keep sending them to the Blue Jackets because he just yeah. he just looks awesome. Yeah, Un unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for you, Kevin, since I know you're such a huge Gavin Brindley fan, um, <laughs> I, I actually – had a chat with someone connected to the program to mission program about a week ago. And they, yeah. they are 97%. If I'm quoting them right, 97% sure he's not going pro. 
um, at the end of the season. Obviously, a lot can change. I haven't even looked yeah. at his stats to honestly yeah. see where he's at. I, I've been, been so busy, but uh, but yeah, I, I heard that he's actually staying for at least a third year. But who knows? That could that could obviously that could obviously change. So well, that's fine. Take, yeah, build, take build a little more muscle on them, you know. Be a take your time, older. Gavin Brinley. Take your time, and I, when you're ready, come come cook with Adam Fantilli and the rest <laughs> of the Blue Jackets. When you're ready. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. So uh, real quick, this seems like a good time to probably do our ad read, and it'll just take me a few minutes. Uh, Jason, you stick around for after this. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. All righty. Well, let me see if I can find it real quick. I have it in one of these tabs. Excellent. All right. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and start this thing. All right. Look for a super offer for Super Bowl 58. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. I was supposed to look up DraftKings odds for this. Uh, so this is how you know that they're fresh and real uh, as I'm you know, looking them up right in front of you. Uh, Super Bowl. I think we've already talked about the Super Bowl odds, but don't they change as it gets closer to like the time? I don't really know. Yeah. Um, the 2024 Super Bowl odds and betting lines. It's going to be this Sunday. <clears throat> Super Bowl is this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um. So, according to DraftKings, San Francisco 49ers are 49ers are a negative uh, 125, and the Kansas City Chiefs are a plus 105. Um, I'm not quite sure where the state where they're playing the game at. I don't know. I'm assuming... Oh, okay. So, hmm, that'll be interesting. Hmm. So that's uh, something to look at. That's Dra- DraftKings odds there for you. Minus one twenty five for the San Francisco and one hundred five for Kansas City. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet five bucks to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas... Uh, 21 plus ages vary by jurisdiction. Ages vary by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com/football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Don't bet we can't lose. Super Bowl is coming up though. It's gonna be pretty do- dope. Wish I was in the DraftKings, man. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Yeah, you get the, the all those odds there. That'd be dope. So, okay, cool. So I have some topics that I would like to ask you about as well um, or just discuss with you uh, if you don't mind. So I don't mean to throw you for a loop because you knew that you're coming on about the uh, uh, the other topic we were discussing with the stadium series game. Um, so here lately, in the past few weeks, there have been some... Uh, interesting trading rumors uh, buzzing around because, as many of us know, that the, the deadline is about a month away, it's maybe a little over a month away, or is it exactly one month? March um, 8th or March 7th? 8th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, pretty much exactly one month, and even a little bit less because February is a shorter month. Um, so, this is when those talks heat up. 
And there was a couple rumors that I wanted to talk about here. Um, so uh, TSN's Darren Dredger, uh, he had some quotes and was reporting on how that the Blue Jackets are listening to some offers um, for people such as Patrick Laine, uh, Ivan Provorov. And he goes on to talk a little bit about Boone Jenner being a, a possible asset, but also that his contract is so team friendly compared to his production that like he will you can almost can't afford to get rid of Boone Jenner. Um, so I just wanted to uh, you know there's some other people who have been kind of in the news as well uh, with, with with rumors. Obviously, Elvis Merzlikens a few weeks ago there was the big hole blue about did he request a trade? Didn't he? Whatever. Um, so, uh, I also have down here, there's been people who talk about peak. Uh, I've been one who have been talking about peak and Boquist, uh, for quite a while now, because both of them had been out for a minute. Um, thrown around there was Corrali, Bean, uh, and it was also reported a few weeks ago. Obviously, I'll talk about Eurocheck here in a bit, but it was also reported at one point that Shinikov was not doing well or not happy with his situation or something. Anyway, so my question to you is what sort of possible trade involving any of those, any of those players that I just mentioned, or um, is there a better candidate than, than what I mentioned that you think um, might be on the way out the door? Um, in, ter in terms of line, a, I don't, I don't think so, especially now that he's in the player assistance program. I don't think you trade yeah. a player when that happens. So I, I think that we can rule that one out. Um, uh, of the, of the guys on offense that I've, or I should say that everyone has been talking about, um, since the start of the season was, uh, Roslevic. I mean, he's a, he, he'll be a UFA, um, at the end of the season. I can't, I, I could, I could easily see them obviously trading him or keeping him. <laughs> I yeah. hate to like, I hate to like not give you a straight answer, but um, because I don't know if anybody, I mean, all these guys, you're not getting anything back for them. Right. I mean, probably line a is the only thing you're going to get anything back. Everybody else should just getting back picks, right. You're getting back um, draft assets. So Roslovic, Roslovic, I could see, I mean, that's 4 million, you know, off the books. I would say yeah. he'll probably retain a little bit of that um, peak. I think, probably should have traded already at the beginning of the season um because i just he just doesn't fit anymore um for a lot of teams he might be serviceable he's big he's young um but just with with how the with how they're building this defense i just can't i mean he's more of a true defender you know as opposed to you know zach or boquist or bean or whoever but man he just when he's on the ice man he just you see the mistakes. You they, they seem to stick out a lot more than some of the other guys. Yeah. Um, on the yeah. on the defense, I, I'm 100% against trading uh, Adam Boquist. I, I I honestly think, and I've said this time and time again, show after show. I think Adam Boquist could absolutely be a superstar. Um, he just got to get these injuries in order. I mean, you can't you can't count on catching a straight puck to the face. So, I mean, From I understand. Uh, from your intent from yeah it was was it Ross Ross? maybe yeah. it was uh, so, Cole cylinder cylinder yeah, yeah yeah um so you can't count on that kind of stuff you know but at the same time he does I mean, obviously injury concerns Chicago hated that they uh the fans hated um that they traded Boquist 
for uh, for for Seth Jones. I mean, they did not want to get rid of him. That's fair. Um, I mean, look in the I, way. I, yeah, yeah, and and I kind of feel the same way about Bean too. I know Bean is he's played a lot better this year than what he has, uh, and I know a lot of people trash talk him, but I, I man, he's 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 still really young, he, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's like twenty three or twenty four. Um, when he steps up into the play, man, I mean, he's got a lethal shot. Um, Adam Boquist has his shot is sick. <laughs> I mean, he he can he can he can put some pucks on the net um, and make you look stupid in the same in the process. So, um, on the defense, man, I just think Peak has to go, and I think from there, uh, I, I think probably Provorov. Um, and I I think he's he's obviously played pretty well this year, offensively, yeah. defensively. You know, he comes yeah. and goes. But uh, I, I think they probably. I, I've always said, uh, and I'm on record saying this. I think I think Provorov was a stopgap mm-hmm. to get your to get your check ready. And so when people say they want to rush your check up and rush your check up, I I agree that he should be playing. But I don't think he should. You know, but I, if, if he's not going to, then you know I agree that he needs to play somewhere. Um, you know, he's done okay in Cleveland. I mean, yeah. I was at the game. I was at the game. He had four points the other day and had a hat trick, but. He has seven points in six games for the Monsters, but he's only scored in two games. All those points came in two games. So he was completely – his first am- goal the night he got the hat trick too? Yeah, it was the first goal his of the season. First yeah. HL. He, had, yeah. he had three – I believe he had three assists in, in like his second or third game in Cleveland, and he got called up uh, months ago. And then when he went back down that Friday night, they got blanked by uh, Chicago 5 nothing, and he looked – Terrible. I went back and looked at some of the highlights. He looked absolutely terrible. But then he comes out the night, the night after, or like tw- almost barely 15 hours later, and just you know looks like a world beater. So, uh, but I've, I again, I've always said Provorov was a stopgap just to get your check ready. I firmly believe that, and that's why I think that this pressure that the front office is feeling about playing your check, and now it seems like he's not happy and blah blah blah. I think this pushes. I think this pushes Jarmo to get try to get Provorov. Um, out here at the trade deadline and then bring your check back up and, and just let him run. Yeah. Yeah. Clear a little bit of a uh, room out because as we talked about, you know, earlier in the season, even when we were, you know, talking about who was going to make the team, like there's a lot of bodies there. Um, yeah. And there's a lot, a lot of young talent who may not be fully NHL ready. And even if they are, they still need some time in the yeah. NHL to figure that out too. Um, and we're throwing a lot of young guys out there right now. So yeah, obviously there's untouchables. Um, I would imagine, uh, <laughs> it says that the, I heard the rumor that they were listening to pretty much for anybody. Uh, and they're listening. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they're even like considering yeah. anything. Um, you know, like obviously Fantilla is untouchable. I, I would <laughs> imagine. And, uh, you know, so, but what about, Elvis Merzlikens. I know that this has been talked about, that if, if something were to happen, this could be more of an off-season thing. But what happens in the off-season then? Like, what's a possible return for him? What what do the Jackets have to do to get rid of him, if that makes sense? I'm I'm not convinced they want to. Uh, I, I think – Right. I, I mean – I think the bottom line is, yeah, all that drama that went down a couple weeks ago. Um, I, th- I think it was a. It sounds like it was mis. It was just miswording, misunderstanding. I don't know what to call it, but I mean, his agent came out and said, you know, we didn't request a trade per se. So, and then you got 
you got John Davidson going on the radio and making himself look right. silly. I mean, it was just, I, I, I don't know. Dysfunction is the only thing. It's a, it's a word that I always I keep saying is dysfunction. Yeah. Um, for Elvis, yeah, it's got to be more of an off-season move because teams have to plan for that since he makes you know a good chunk of change there. They're going to have to plan for that. And if they think – I mean, all it takes is one team to think that they can turn Elvis around and that he could be a superstar on their team and they'll pull the trigger. Yeah. So uh, as far as a return, I'm not sure. I mean, do the, do the Jackets try to get a, a young goalie prospect in return? Maybe. I could. I mean, I could see it, but – with the play of Jet Greaves this year, uh, I know they're in love with Jet now. So, yeah. you know, he, he was an all star recently. He is an all star. Yeah. 20, 20 or 21 game winner now. And, and, uh, no, no, we got Nolan Lawn down in, um, a junior right now that's won 13 straight games. Uh, yeah. so it, it, we, we do have, um, we do Jerry have, uh, Ivanov. Ivanov is over in Russia. I actually yeah. had a, actually had an article a couple of weeks ago. It says the CBJ goalie prospect pool is dark, but not, what I say, I said it's dimly lit, but not quite dark or something like that. Because there are there are some guys out there that you know they 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 look really good, right? Um, Pavel Chayon looked amazing yeah. on Saturday, but you know who he's not he's not even signed. I mean he's a, he's signed to a minor league deal, so uh, he's definitely like a, a backup you know goalie type situation. But I don't know, man. I don't know that Elvis thing is gonna get it's gonna get real. Uh, I don't I don't know. It seems like they smooth things over. Seems like yeah. Elvis is happy now. He's played a lot better since that whole thing came out. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. Well, and it makes me even think then that, you know, David Gierczyk may have taken a page out of his book to where when it did whatever went public with Elvis and it, it immediately made them work on it right then and there. Like, mm-hmm. they had to come up with an answer quick because the media was knocking on the doors and, you know, it's he said she said type shit and you know they had to deal with it so i was curious then if you know your check was kind of playing the the media card too trying to uh enact something to happen mm-hmm. um and maybe maybe that'll be a success successful for him yeah because i think i'm 100 percent convinced that the spencer martin move was because they needed to make elvis happy because he caught yeah. him off guard i think he and that's that's why i kind of believe um that he didn't request a trade because, uh, you know, Yarmo and JD stepped back like, hold on, wait a minute. We did not talk about a trade. And now he's talking about a trade and he's unhappy being a third goalie. Like we, all right, we, it's time. Like we got to get rid of this stupid three goalie system. And then, yeah, they shipped off or Martin. So I think I a hundred percent agree that that was a, that was definitely a knee jerk move on behalf of the CBJ. Front <laughs> office. Yeah. It reminds me of Bjorkstrand. Um, so I'm, know. I'm joking. I'm sorry to bring that up to anyone out there listening. You know, no, that's yeah. my son. I call I call him my second son for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so William, do you have anything to to say here? Maybe you want to ask Jason something. You guys have pretty pretty much summed up everything I was going to ask. To be honest, y'all are on it today. We are. A fun time. I have very minimal notes tonight. I've just yeah. been kind of winging it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Why? It makes me sound unprofessional. I'm just a dude. You know. It's all good, man. This the headlines oh. write themselves nowadays, man. You don't even have to like. I mean, I, I don't even have to 
work hard at doing anything anymore. I just wake up and something new's happening and, <laughs> and I get a chance to talk about it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I joked about this with you before the, the episode here a bit. I mean, if, if the Blue Jackets were just simply winning more games, there would be a lot less drama because I think people just get kind of bored. Like, you know, you're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. I mean, yeah. drama, drama breeds stuff <laughs> i mean i mean and, and it's not just with the team either i mean you got the vultures circling around columbus right now who can we have yeah who can we have well you know what can we have what do you what do you want do you want you want a fifth round draft pick for ken johnson no go go away like get out of here people are now i saw something on twitter earlier about you know sweetening a elvis merce legans deal with kent johnson i'm like stop oh my can God. we just can we stop that talk now, please? So, yeah, it, it not only it not only breeds craziness with, with the team, it also with the fans as well. And it's funny how some pl- some fans or some people will dog on a player all all the time until suddenly they're like, "Well, uh, you know, he he'd be a good fit for us. You know, he played really well over. Mm-hmm. He's a good player, yeah." And then mm-hmm. it's like, so what do you? I don't get some people sometimes. That's just me, but. That's why we're called fanatics, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, Kev, is there anything more you want to talk about with uh, Jason here? The prospects, any other prospect stuff? Uh, you know, well, you know, Jason mentions that uh, you know about Corson and Kuhlman's and playing at Wisconsin is that the Blue Jackets also have another prospect that plays uh, at Wisconsin, and it's uh, William Whitelaw. And oh, yeah. from what I've read up on him. He's seen as a, a, a smaller dude, but he can score goals kind of very reminiscent of like a Cam Atkinson kind of type, kind of a guy, smaller dude that can, you know, score goals. And um, he he was playing out in Youngstown for the Phantoms and for two seasons did p- pretty good there and helped him win the, the Clark Cup this past season. And from what I've seen, he's been playing pretty good at Wisconsin and, uh, Wisconsin's coming to town to play Ohio State in hockey. So that might be another thing to look out for. If you know all you people out there, you're looking for something to do and it's not involving the Blue Jackets, you can go see Ohio State hockey play and go see Blue Jackets prospect uh, William Whitelaw. Yeah, Whitelaw is, uh, I mean, for, for being a freshman, I mean, he's having a pretty good season. He's got 13 points, seven goals, a couple yeah. multi point games. Uh, I think he's 11th. If I remember right, 11th on his team in points, yeah. 7th in goal scoring. The kid's a freshman. So, yeah. you know, wow. I think Wisconsin's 20, 26 and 2, 26 and 2, I believe. That's Last year they were like 620 and 2. You know what I mean? So he's definitely helping with their uh, turnaround. He's, he, I think he's played in all but three games, something like that. So he's definitely, um, he's definitely something that I think um, people are going to want to watch. You know, he's one of those under, undersized uh, wingers that Yarmo seems to love. Uh, but I think I, I think you know same thing with Brindley. I think it would be three four years before we see White Law. But at the same time, I I I, I mean, given I think by his junior year he'll probably be leading the team in scoring. Um, he does got some uh, he's got some he's got some hands. He's got some nice hands, nice scoring touch. So uh, it was just his nineteenth birthday the other day. So he um, he's still yeah. still a baby. Still baby. No <laughs> baby. No, but yeah, and. Um, I mean, I mean, do you have anything more to share, just or anything to share, or just thoughts in general about 
the, the Blue Jackets getting the hockey game at the shoe, which is just awesome. And yeah, or yeah. It's about the Blue Jackets in general. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, I, they better bring the cannon over. I know that for a fact. Right. Um, Why? Uh, I, the the only the only thing that scares me, especially about playing Detroit or Pittsburgh or you know whoever, it, it's probably going to be about 80% red in that stadium. And on a normal Saturday, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> but on a hockey Saturday with with the Blue Jackets being the team. Um, I'm not looking forward to seeing 75,000 Red Wing fans. That's that's for damn sure. So um, I, I am just uh, Blue Jacket fans. I, I, if if and when, and, and I say if and when because the NHL, uh, the NHL, <laughs> I'm trying to say this tactfully here. Um, the NHL is probably not excited, you know, that this info is out there. And so I hope it doesn't negatively affect anything. But um, when, if and when the tickets go on sale, just please buy them all. And, and I think this is a this will be an NHL event. I think so. I don't think they put like restrictions on tickets or anything like that. So just right people people of Columbus or people of Cincinnati, Cleveland, Dayton, Toledo, wherever you are, buy as many tickets as you possibly can and show up, please. <laughs> it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold and gray. And those metal seats are not going to be comfortable, but just show up and let's, 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 I want to hear, I want to hear a hundred thousand blue jacket fans all chant <laughs> at the same time. No, I, I think we let you bring in like a little cushion that you can sit on. I think I'm not sure. Because, the, well, I don't, I don't know because those, the ones you see like at the high state games, those are attached to the, uh, the season ticket holders can rent those and they are attached to oh. the, to the benches. So they're not everywhere. I don't know okay. if you can. I, yeah, I don't know if you can actually bring that kind could of stuff. Could be pretty in chilly then, huh? Where oh, about it's, it's, it's gonna be <laughs> no, cold. Yeah, I, I do understand your concern, Jason, because there are people that say that they like the Blue Jackets, but the moment they play Pittsburgh or something, they're wearing Pittsburgh shit, and, and then and they Detroit, go, yep, and then they go back to wearing Blue Jackets stuff the next game, and you see them do that. And I've heard stories that people oh, call I've seen it. and no, no, I, I'm not. I am not doubting that. I've heard that, and I've heard p- story. I've heard stories from people where they see those people, and then the next day, the next game, they're wearing blue jacket stuff, and they call them out for it. And so, no, I understand that is a potential concern, but I do also think very that, real. I, no, I I do understand the concern, but the blue jackets, for as long as they've existed, have always had a a good fan base that shows up getting 18,000 plus, even when they're not doing the greatest. And I suspect that some of that will carry over to their outdoor hockey game. That's, yeah, this that's will, me though. I think this could bring in the French fans, obviously the ones that, you know, want to exp- experience something unique um, because let's be honest, this thing happens. It's going to be a long, long time before we probably see another one. So, right. um, uh, you know, and, and who knows, maybe Pittsburgh gets one, maybe Detroit gets one, maybe Buffalo gets one and, and the Jackets are involved in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I've, I've always, I, I think every team should have been in an outdoor game by now. Right. I'm, I'm one of those guys where I'm not stupid. I understand the NHL has their favorites, right? This, the so-called original six, it's all for program. Right. It's all for promotion. Who can, nobody cares about if you're an original six team or not. Let's be honest. I care if you um, win. 
I'm sure Vegas we're, fans we're, don't give a shit. Oh no, hundred percent, right? So they've they've already won more than any original six team in the last thirty years. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So it, it just, I don't know. It's just I can't wait. I, I I'm 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 already excited. So um, of course I feel like we haven't had hockey in months. <laughs> so I guess I maybe, maybe maybe that's part of it. No, but. And, you know, the hockey guy brings up an interesting point in one of his videos that I liked, which is in terms of the basic point of the video was when for TV ratings and just popularity in general in America, when it's American team versus American team, they just it's way better. And when you put it Canadian team versus American team or Canadian team versus Canadian team the ratings are just not as they're just not as good and people say, oh, put another team in hot in Canada. It's like, okay, yeah, but are you really growing the game? You're not much like what I would say. I understand why you give the Blackhawks like 50 outdoor games because they're a bigger market and more attention and more money. And I understand that. And that stuff is important to a certain degree, but I would also say to a certain degree, what are you really doing? Are you really helping promote the game and growing the game by continuing to throw it at the Blackhawks on a consistent basis or some other team? You're no, you're not. At some point, I do agree with you, Jason. You are going to have to get different teams in there to get people interested. And the Blue Jackets are a perfect example of that when you got Columbus, not only is it the biggest market in the state of Ohio, but it's a growing city that's now top 20 and the demographics of it keep going up keep growing it keeps booming so it is eventually based off of current trends it's going to get to the point where it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger with more bigger tv markets so you're going to want to be involved with that and i've always noticed this is that anytime there's a new big a big time event now that's coming to ohio they're going to columbus that's the first pick they're not picking Cincinnati or Cleveland right away. They're picking Columbus. It could be sports, political, comic books, and movies, and the bodybuilding thing, or anything. If it's Ohio, they're picking Columbus. Yeah, I mean, Columbus is the capital for a reason. It's, um, I mean, Columbus is centrally located in Ohio, right? Yep. Um, I think we're, oh my God, we're, we're within what within five hours of Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Detroit, Chicago, Indianapolis, Canada, you know, you go down South and, and if you have a century located in Columbus, you can draw from every single mile of Ohio and outside, right? If you go yeah. to Cleveland, people from Cincinnati aren't driving to Cleveland all the time. People no, from right. Cleveland are, people from Cleveland are driving to uh, Cincinnati, you know, and vice versa up 71. But yeah. if you have it in Columbus, I mean, it's an hour and a half either way. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. Um, and, and if, you know, if you do have a, a outdoor game here in Columbus and, you know, Detroit is only what, three and a half, four hours away and same with Pittsburgh. And I mean, Chicago's not that far away. And, but it, it, you know, going back to your, you know, your comment about Chicago, they all, but they all, but admitted that Chicago got a team or got a game because of kind of a dart. So we have a, we have a young superstar in our own, you know, in our own backyard and Adam Fantilli, right. That he should be on every billboard in Columbus. Him right. and Zach Wierenski, him and Zach Wierenski, I will stand by this. So they had him and Zach Wierenski should be the two players on every billboard, every sign everywhere in the city of Columbus, those two guys. And before Fantilli got here, I thought it was just Zach. 
just that. Put Zach on every single billboard everywhere all over Columbus. <laughs> but for some reason, they don't want to do it. So I'm not sure. But now you have two guys. Now you have two guys that you need to do that with. And and I can I can off a little no, bit. Maybe. I can say this. I've I'm not gonna you know, I can say this that I saw some stuff online recently, reading different articles and everything that Adam Fantilli in terms of jersey sell sales is the number one jersey sale for the blue jackets right now. And he's already become like in terms of from a marketing perspective. He's already been been like the top guy from the Blue Jackets. It's all it's not even been like a full season yet for the Blue Jackets, but the half the half the season that he's been there, he's already become the guy from a jersey standpoint and from like a marketing standpoint that it, it just he's just exploded. Yeah. And he's getting the Blue Jackets a lot of attention that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So Jason, when you say, oh, the Blue Jackets should market Adam Fantilli, you're absolutely right. Based off what I read in the articles and everything, it's like there's reason to believe that they're going to that you should do that. And, you know, I've had some talks with people that work for the Blue Jackets marketing department, and I can tell you this, that they are going to be very aggressive about how they promote the Blue Jackets. They they're going to try their best because they want to make it big and they want to help get it out there. It's that's what I can, but you know, I've been reading all these articles about how Fantilli's basically the guy for the blue jackets now from a marketing standpoint, from a Jersey standpoint. So it's, it's there. So you're absolutely right about who, who would you guess is number two? I have my guess. You're absolutely right, Jason, about how, they should do it. And I just have this feeling that they're just going to, they are going to do it because when you look on their social media page, they are, they do put a lot of Fantilli stuff out there and like the Russians and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. In terms of Jersey sales, I, I mean, let me think. It's got to be. I'm, my guess is Marchenko. Yeah. Uh, I think in the last two years, I, I would say Johnny Gaudreau is probably number one overall. But I think this year, probably Fantilli. And I still think Zach's got to be way up there. But I'm not sure. Um, like I said, those two need to be the face of the franchise. I mean, Zach signed here long term, you know, in the, at the, at the mid or the start slash middle of a rebuild. And he wanted to be here and he wants to be here. So I think you need to get there. You get their butts in gear and get this thing going. Yeah. <laughs> For real. For but, real. Um, I bet, man, that I'm just so excited about this hockey game. It's just like, damn, this yeah. is just so cool. Uh, you know. Um, yeah. And like I said, there's still obviously a lot of stuff to, to get ironed out. You know, they got to, uh, they got to figure out the logistics of, uh, you know, inside the stadium and all the uh, engineering and stuff that goes on there. And then, like I said, just pray the NHL doesn't pull the plug for some reason. Well, we all know. I don't I don't know if I want to say it out loud or not, but, you know, the, the rumors are that the NHL hates Columbus and Gary Bettman, you know, uh, uh, regrets putting a team here, which doesn't it wouldn't shock me one bit if that was the actual case. Uh, especially now with all the drama and all everything going around, you know, um, all the self-inflicted, good for them. All, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, all, all publicity takes the attention off his baby. Right? Takes the attention off his little baby Arizona. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, Sorry, I. So. You know, I. No, I agree. It's been that way for two decades now. It's just, yeah. I but <clears throat> I don't think even in some hypothetical scenario, if Gary Bettman didn't want the Blue Jackets to come to Columbus, I don't think that would have happened because just. Just the way that Mr. Mack and others fought for the Blue Jackets to come to Columbus, you know, fighting all the bullshit that they had to fight through. They basically just willed the Blue Jackets into existence that I just don't see how you could have stopped it. It just seemed like one of those things where, you know, it was just going to happen. I just don't see how you could have stopped it because I don't think Mr. Mack and others that fought so hard for this. They were just gonna. They weren't gonna take no for an answer. They were just gonna will well, it into existence, and that's the end of the hat. Yeah, I mean, the taxpayers tried to stop it because we we I say we because I was of voting age back then. Uh, voted down a taxpayer funded arena, and so you know that's it. Almost, I mean, it almost all went down the hill there, and then that's when finally McConnell stepped up so okay fine i'll pay for it <laughs> you yeah. know because he would I mean, he was he was the one pushing for the for the tax money you know what i mean so um i don't know it feels like yesterday when all that stuff was going down i i still remember <laughs> when the, the when the hartford uh hartford whalers owner pulled out of coming to columbus in the 12th hour you know so i mean we should have had a stanley cup winner here in 2006 <laughs> <laughs> because the hartford whalers were on the plane ready to come to columbus and he said hmm no, I'm sorry, we're going to Raleigh now. So, wow. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a. Uh, they need to. The owners need to do something because something it's it's spiraling out of control. And if they don't get this under control, the only thing that's stopped the whirlwind of negative publicity was this All Star break. That was it. Yeah. Um, as soon as but the congrats starts, to Boone Jenner. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as soon as this season starts up and we have that tough game on the 10th against Tampa, it's going to, it's going to start right back up again. I think we only have four home games in all of February. Yeah. Not, it's not going to be pretty guys. It's not going to be pretty. So uh, just prepare yourselves for no. the, uh, for the chaos that is uh blue jacket social media. I, what well, I ownership probably, you know, does have to do something, but the one thing I do like about, them is that generally speaking they are more of a behind the scenes kind of hands off and you're not getting like a jerry jones thing where he's always in there all the time making moves and trying to screw screw things up and and everything but but i I could argue the other side of the coin that at this point they need that right so you like somebody needs to know that there's somebody steering the ship and right now it looks as if this thing is just like a ghost ship going no. through the ocean and with no, with no, with no guidance whatsoever. And I, right? yeah. I do think there has to be a fine balance between that. You don't want the total absentee hands-off owner, but you don't want this, the Jerry Jones type that's always in there just trying to make moves that eventually just screw up the team somehow. It just got to find that. You yeah. Know, the thing, the thing about the Jerry, the thing about the Jerry Jones idea is that remember he's the GM too. So if he wasn't the general manager of the, of the Cowboys, you probably wouldn't see him as much. Um, you know, my, my other teams that I, that I root for they're the owners are very vocal and they're out there, right? You always see them on TV. You always see them in the press box or their luxury box or whatever. You always see them. 
Um, this is the only team I root for. You don't see that. And so it is yeah. different for me um, not to see the owners out there. And, and, and you know, like a, a Mark Cuban, like I love Mark Cuban. I love that guy. I wish I wish he would. Uh, you know, he was the owner of, of, of my favorite team. <laughs> he's he's such uh he was such a good owner he was such an outspoken owner that major league baseball would not let him in he tried to buy i think the chicago cubs he tried to buy the cubs. he offered more money than what the team was worth and the other owner said you're not coming in here right because it was a, it's a good old boys club so, so, so to speak and they don't the baseball owners don't like loud flamboyant owners like that but yeah. other sport other sports do and and i think in in columbus's case I honestly feel like we need something like that. We need, you know, the, the city, of Col- the people of Columbus, the fans, they need to know someone is in charge. Someone's holding somebody accountable, you know, holding this front office accountable. Um, the only thing we've heard from him is, is after the Babcock fiasco. Right. And even then it was just a press release. Honestly, they should have been at that media day. I was at the media day. They should have right. been there sitting. They should have been at that table, took questions, got up, and then JD and Yarmo sat down, and yeah, yeah but you could tell, kind of you could tell they were just, they were just their eye. They had a deadpan stare the whole time because you knew that they, they, they could, you could tell they screwed up. <laughs> yeah, so that was both <laughs> rough for them to do and rough to listen to. No. Oh, you person. could feel it. You could feel the energy yeah. there. I mean, it was. I mean, you could, you could cut it with a knife per se. So it was. Uh, <laughs> It was wild. It was it was definitely a wild atmosphere uh, when when JD yeah. and Yarmo sat down at that table and talked to us. Awkward. So there, some oh, would, um, would we are kind of running out of time here. Something like what the like like the crew have would, would it be something like that that you would think that the Blue Jackets would need? Well, uh, I mean, I I personally like the Haslam's a lot. I mean, they you know they they got the Browns to the playoffs at least. <laughs> Yeah, and they, and they made some early in the Browns, early in their Browns tenure, they made some mistakes with their hires and and whatnot. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's a learning. That's a learning curve, right? Um, but they they bought the they bought the crew, got them a new stadium, and then immediately won two championships. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, two championships and how, how long when they bought the team? Two thousand eighteen, I think. So two, I mean, two championships in five years or six years or whatever it was. Um, Jimmy Haslam's brother owns the National Predators. And so you, you got to think he's on the phone saying, Hey, how's this NHL thing working out? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but the Haslam's got their, they got their, uh, they got their hands in the NBA now, the NFL, MLS. Uh, I don't, well, nope. obviously not, obviously not hockey with, with Jimmy and um, uh, his wife, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they're, I'm not saying they should. <laughs> I'm not saying no. they should. Um, I've always thought that once the jackets break the billion dollar mark in terms of worth, which they're creeping up on, uh, I've always thought that maybe the McConnell sell at that point because they made a billion dollars in profit if they sell. Um, but they may want to, you know, they may want to hold on for a couple more years. So we'll see. I, I just don't know that there's any local ownership group with that much money. I mean, ten right. years ago when the team was worth 150 million, that would have been easy. Mm-hmm. That would have been an easy sell. I mean, there, yeah. are, there are some breweries out there that would have bought the team. You know what I mean? So, well, um, like LeBron has a little bit of stake in like the Pittsburgh Penguins, that the group that he's part of. Yeah, because uh, he's part of the Fenway. Yeah, part of right. Fenway. It would have been nice if he would have, you know, <coughs> looked at Ohio a little more since that's where he's now, from. And, and then another example, it's a different ownership example, but we look at what happened with the Bengals is that, okay, so technically speaking, 
Mike Brown still does own the Bengals, but he's basically given up most control of the Bengals to his kids, basically, and his family. And the family runs, basically, runs that. And obviously, it's been better ever since then. You know, you get Joe Burrow, you go Super Bowl, two champ AFC championship appearances, you know, stuff like that. And that got me thinking, it's like, you wonder if something like that would happen with the Blue Jackets. Well, they're already on, they're already on the sun, right? So, so what, since, since the, um, since John died, so they're already on the sun and there was an analogy I saw the other day. It was like, the, yeah, the owners love the team. He dies, pass it on to the sun. The sun loses 50% of interest. He dies, he passes it on to the grandkids and now the team is moving. So uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's, that's happened in sports. So I, that, yeah, that I worry about. I just, I don't know. I, I keep, I keep thinking about this billion dollar thing. Uh, they're, three or four different criteria and three or four different publications that put out their valuations. I think they're, they're two of the four, maybe, maybe three of the four have them over a billion now. And that's all within the last three years, they've skyrocketed. So um, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I don't, this, this absentee ownership thing really bothers me to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's been yeah. rough, especially recently and everything. But why well, right. one let uh, let's just end the end this off here what what's one positive thing about the blue jackets you like even though it hasn't been the greatest um i would honestly say the drafts the last couple of years and just the um uh the prospects that they've gotten i mean it's just been one after another and you know the, obviously the big the big fish was adam fantilli um i think I think in the end, your check is going to be a superstar. Obviously, uh, you know he just has that. He just has the look. He has the swagger. Um, my positives, I would say, yeah, I would say that. I mean, you can't really. It, it's tough when you're going through a rebuild or a retool or whatever you want to call it. Let's just call it, <laughs> like it is. Let's just call it like it is. Yarbo is is definitely a rebuild. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's uh, it's tough. It, it, it's tough to go through something like this. But if you look at uh, look at New Jersey. Even Damon Severson said it. He said, I've been through a full rebuild and I've seen what it looks like on the other side, which was last year when, you know, the Devils went just berserk in the regular season yeah. uh, and won a playoff series or two. Um, but then this year they're they're kind of meh, you know what I mean? So um, he, he, he just, if you can, if we can get through it, that's, that's the thing with these young guys. Like if we can get through it, you never know. Um, but I just don't want I don't want the front office holding this team back. That's the thing that that's the thing that really drives me nuts every single day. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's good. Yeah, that's rough. That's fair. That's good. Um, well, excellent. Well, Jason, I really appreciate you being on here with this man. It's been no a, a very fun episode. Uh always nice to talk with you. Um yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm so glad that we are looking at a future outdoor game, and I appreciate you bringing the news for it to us as well. Um, so, um, with all that being said, with all we've discussed, now is the time we must end the show. So, I, have, I um, will I'm, share my Gavin Brindley stuff real quickly. We got one video. All right, all right. Yeah, one. one. So. Well, actually, I got I got three quick videos I can make quick, but this one is Gavin Brindley who scored set up an awesome pass this past Saturday to help set up a goal, and 
the video I got of it, you got to pay attention really quickly because because the way the video is shot, it's very quickly. And if you're not paying attention, you miss it. So Gavin Brindley's number four in this video. He just kind of just casts the puck and just quickly passes it over, and you know they score. So uh, here it is. Hey Kev, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're muted. When that when that kind of video gets played on here, it, it, it mutes all of us. You just all have right. to unmute yourself. Is all. Oh, okay. Well, one more time. Yeah! Okay, right there. Number. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> anyways, he he set it up, but it's right there. Anyways, he's got silky uh, mitts, man. He does. Oh, he yeah. does. We we've shown that shown on the show many it times. It's hard too. It's like what like a, a velvet <sighs> hammer. <laughs> Let's see. Kev, you have to unmute yourself again. All right. All right. Well, we'll. Okay, but anyways, in that video, Gavin Brindley was right was was right there, and then I got one last one. This is Willie Blue Jackets prospect William Whitelaw winning it in a shootout for Wisconsin. So that Law's nasty. I'm telling you, he's going to lead that team in scoring. Maybe even next year as a sophomore. I know. Exciting. Oh, yeah. So that's that. Um, anyways, um, you know, that's my brother's, that's my brother's dog Cooper. So <laughs> as I do it every time on the show, show, yep, show a picture of my brother's dog Cooper. So there's that. And um, go, you know, go check out Uni Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets themed group that I run. It's fun. And we do marches and we got a lot of fun stuff planned for this year. So stay tuned. So check out Uni Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets themed group that I help run. Oh, yeah, brother. So um, did you have anything else, Kev? No, no, no. I'm, okay, I'm done. Cool. I'm, um, so real quick, uh, Jason, is there anything that you'd like to, um, add or say yet, or is there any shout outs you'd like to do? You want to promote your stuff, but whatever you got going on. Um, yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks guys for having me. I appreciate it. Um, it's always fun to talk about the jackets, positive or negative. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm typically more on the positive side, but, um, I'm not, also not delusional enough to know that negative stuff doesn't happen it's been rough lately too yeah yeah it, it happens but um luckily I, I the blue jackets are all i have left of all my teams that i root for the only team i have left that hasn't won a championship and so i'm i'm i've i've of my percentages of fandom i have pulled percentages from those other teams and sunk into columbus so they mm -hmm. have they are the overwhelming favorite right now so uh 
but no, just uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, you know, you guys can catch me on Twitter uh, at, at F1RE, the cannon, fire the cannon, that's me. And uh, you can go to THN.com forward slash Columbus. That's the, uh, it's the Hockey News Columbus. Um, by all means, though, if you go to HockeyNews.com, you can go on there and see all the um, – you can see all the national writers like Ryan Kennedy and Adam Proto and Michael Tracos and all those guys. They go, <laughs> they go on there and have shows. Uh, but then you can, you know, click on the, go find the other teams. If you want to hear, you want to read about the Red Wings or the, the P- Pittsburgh Penguins or whatever, go on there and, um, you can read all about their stuff. We, you know, we, we have writers for our team now, so it's pretty cool. Um, nice. other than that, I think that's it, man. I, like I said, I appreciate you guys having me. It's always fun. No, no I, I, my favorite thing is every time Yegor Chinikov scores a goal, you go back to Ryan Kennedy and say, do you know who he is now? Well, okay, so there's a story. Let me let me, let me back up the story. If you've paid attention, I haven't been doing that. Okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> technically, Ryan Kennedy is my boss. So <laughs> I had to uh, – I had to probably – I had to temper that back a little bit. And uh, I still have That's a couple fair. people that tw- – I still have a couple people that tweet at me after he scores. And they just tweet at me and hashtag what's his name. Um, so, yeah, not a lot of people know what I just told you. So it's uh, I haven't been doing it because I don't want to get myself in trouble. Um, no, that's fair. But, yeah, yeah, yeah he's uh, Ryan Kennedy's an awesome dude. And uh, he's uh, he's technically my boss. So I should probably not do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but, fair, uh, that's fair. Which, which is funny because I've been doing it for, what, three years now. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, like, he finally comes around that oh wait a minute i you're my boss i probably shouldn't do that so <laughs> yeah if you ever uh get the chance uh you know you should just ask him uh in person <laughs> oh you know what that's that's a that's actually a really good idea him and um ryan kennedy and michael tracos do a uh, a podcast for the hockey news uh oh, yeah. i believe it's on youtube too but anyway um we're the team the team writers are supposed to be hopping on there every now and then and that's a really good idea i'm off camera i'm gonna ask him if he knows who Diego or chenikov and pray to god i'll get fired but <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah so the hockey news home of uh jason here uh you can find him on the you know the columbus blue Jackets section we also have some friends of <clears throat> some friends of the hockey podcast network and then friends of the show who write for there um we have neil viapano who covers the um new jersey devils as well as um Oh my God, my mind is blanking so bad right now. The fellow from the um, Canes report, or um, I'm 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 losing it, but I'll post I it when I when I find Zachary. It. I think his name's Zach. Zachary. Yeah, Zach Martin. Thank you. Oh, Zach Martin writes for the he's the hockey writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Zach oh, a lot. He's uh, he different. Knows what he's doing. Different people. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So hockey writers would be like Mark Scheig and uh, oh. Um, Stuff like that and then gotcha you know hockey gotcha. news yeah i get too confused sometimes but it's, actually, it's all good it's, it's all good i had people come up to me ask me all the time how how's things doing at hike writers and i say i don't know <laughs> that's awesome excellent well I, I appreciate you being understanding um so real quick i just want to do a huge shout out um as i forgot to do at the beginning of the show um to uh all women in sports today is a day that um people are celebrating uh as uh you know, promoting um, women who have been in the sports world. Um, and so congrats to all of you. Thanks for being here. You know, it, it really wouldn't be the same um, without having women in sports. Um, and if I could piggyback off that, Lance, real quick. Sure. Um, huge, 
that shout out obviously to the women in sports, but also the women fans. Um, people underestimate how many how many awesome fans there are in sports that are female. Um, and too many times I see people going online or you know what mostly online because that's where you always see it. Um, and just and just trashing because they don't leave fans. their basements, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, going on and, and trashing female fans and uh, and and going after them and stuff like that, and it's just not right. And uh, sorry, I want me to rant on you there, but it, it's no, it's, no, it's, not, it's, not, it's the not. same thing. Female, like I know a, a ton of women in, in that write, obviously, and are in media, um, but I also know a ton of female fans too, and they are 100 percent just as fanatical about their sports teams as as men are. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, they're just not as vocal because when they do voice their opinions, they get, they get attacked and trashed online. So let's stop that, please. Yeah. yeah. It's embarrassing. I mean, I, th- I think it's just so weird. Uh, and it's usually from accounts that have like 17 followers too. So they probably were only made for one reason. Yeah. And they're all like fake, fake account, fake account followers. Yeah. So <laughs> huge shout out, huge shout out to all the women in sports. Um, you know, I can't shout out everyone who I want to right now, but um, I'll be making a post later thanking many of you. So, um, yeah, with all that being said, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, you know, hit that like button, smash it into a million tiny little pieces or something. I don't know. Hit the buttons wherever they're at. Listen to the sign um, over here. And, um, yeah, we shall see you here in one week from today. Uh, I will be at this weekend's game and i'll bring a a little bit of news from that with me and once again jason thank you very much for being with us um and we will see you all next time join the energy